You're listening to the Build That Business Podcast, episode number 23. Today, I'm sitting down with Octavia Elise from Octavia Elise Designs to talk about how to create your website with intention, specifically using the story brand framework by Donald Miller. Octavia drops so much insight and tangible tips in this episode that you can start using right away on your website. So if you're in the middle of thinking about a little update for your site, this episode is for you. I cannot wait to dive in. Let's listen in. Hello there, and welcome to the Build That Business Podcast. Lindsay J. Williams here. I'm a small town mama from Niagara Falls, New York with big, bold dreams. I'm also a successful solopreneur on a mission to help you build, grow, and scale your business. And I'm a damn good cheerleader if I do say so myself. So I'll be with you every step of the way, girlfriends. Here, we share tangible tips and inspiring stories from entrepreneurs just like you, making their business dreams happen. We talk about the triumphs and the struggles of life as an entrepreneur. So what do you say? Are you ready to turn your passion into profits? Are you ready to build that business? I thought you might say so. Let's get to work. Hello there, Octavia, and welcome to the Build That Business podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. I am so excited to have you, and I was so excited when I read your topic idea come through because I love myself some story brand. So I can't wait to dive into this topic with you. Guys, today we're going to be talking about building a story brand-inspired website to connect with your ideal client. So welcome, Octavia. Thank you for being here. Hey, well, thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited. I'm so, so I've been looking forward to this for like at least over two or three weeks now. And the culture has gotten to it. I'm like, yay. (laughs) I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. So Octavia, tell us a little bit about you and your path. I'm curious to how you got to the place where you are now in in your career and life. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I am here in Atlanta. As a child, I have always had an eye for art and just artistic things. And so when I got to high school, I actually took graphic arts for four years. And Coach Folks was so amazing. He led me in ways that I did not even know that I wanted to be led. I didn't even know how creative I could be until I took his class. And so at, and that's where I kind of learned actually uh, photography. I learned how to use a dark room. Of course, he taught me lots of graphic arts, you know, really get diving into the computer. And this was like the early 2000s. So this was, you know, the big chunky computers with the paper that had to be printed and you had to uh, pull off the sides. And so that was my first introduction into graphic arts. And as I've gotten older, I just kind of found my passion for it. Honestly, I know passion is like the word, the buzzword, right? But it's, it's a real thing. It's so my passion and I really enjoy it. And so then as I developed as a photographer, I started off as a family photographer because I had kids and I found myself having a passion for really honing in on entrepreneurs. And so with that, I wanted to serve them whole, the whole entrepreneur, not just taking their pictures. And I was like, how can I better serve entrepreneurs? And then, you know, I started designing my own website for my business. And I was like, I want to do this for other people. And so I was like, oh my God, this is, this is my thing. This is it. And so I started to reach out to other entrepreneurs and I said, hey, can I work on your website? And so I started off, you know, with Wix. And after that, I was like, oh my God, I am stuck 
And because Wix just kind of limited me and how I can design, I have such a creative mind that I just want to do all kinds of things. I want to move things. And I was kind of stuck. And then I found Show It and I fell madly in love. And at that point, the sky was the limit. It just opened up so many doors. And so after that, I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a career. And so that's exactly what I did. I decided this is what I'm going to do. I started Octavia Lease Designs and it has been nothing but joy since then. It's really, it makes my heart sing. I always say that, but it really, really makes my heart sing. I like, you know, helping other entrepreneurs um, connect with their clients, with who they want to work with. And so that's kind of how it all started. And I felt a like there was a gap, right, in especially in the minority space that we thought that all we needed was a logo to start a business. And I'm like, no, there's so much more to being uh, to having a business and being a brand. And so I really just started to dive into that, uh, you know, especially helping entre- uh, female entrepreneurs, uh, minority entrepreneurs, just really, really, really diving into that. And, you know, I've met some incredible people along the way. So, yeah, it's been definitely a journey that I cannot imagine my life without. Octavia, you are amazing to hear this journey. I feel like you're just so inspiring from photography, graphic design, website design. You do all the things and I do not know how you do it. You're amazing. And it's something that's so unique in the brand space and the entrepreneur space to have somebody that does all of that and knows the nuances and the importance of all of it. I think you're so right that branding is so much more than just a logo. Um, And I can just hear the passion come through the mic. So I love to see that. And I'm so excited for our chat today. Awesome. Yay. I am too. Yeah. And you mentioned you had kids too. How many kids do you have? Tell me about them. I have three boys. I am such the boy mom. I am the ultimate boy mom, I promise. Uh, my <laughs> oldest son is at UGA, uh, University of Georgia. He is starting his junior year. Um, I have a 10th grader at the local high school here, and I also have an 8th grader. Uh, we spend a lot of our time at the soccer field and baseball field. Uh, and that's just, yeah, that's my whole life. Like literally today I have soccer practice. And I'm like, what can I do in between soccer practice? I will probably go to Target and buy some cute markers to do some sketches. <laughs> I love it. Like, I, I love I'm it. Such a you definitely have your hands full. I'm a fellow boy mama too. I have Jameson and I can't imagine three boys and a thriving business. You're just amazing. So I love it. So Octavia, let's talk about Story Brand. So for those who don't know what Story Brand is, let's start with the basics. What is Story Brand? So Story Brand is a, first of all, it's a book written by Donald Miller. Uh, you can find it clearly on Amazon or any local bookstore, but it is a framework that helps you as an entrepreneur or as a business uh, connect with your ideal client, with people that you want to work with, um, just being intentional and making sure that you know their experience is about them and not you. I love this. And we're going to dive into the framework, guys. So don't you worry. We're going to dive into this. But Octavia, tell me how StoryBrand has influenced your business and the way that you design. Because guys, before we started recording, we were chatting and I'm like, hold on, Octavia, I need to press record because I love this. We were talking about how you designed and then you read the book StoryBrand and you realized there were so many similarities of what you were already doing. Tell me about that. Okay. so. As we all know, it is 2021. Hopefully this podcast won't age too terribly. Um, So it's 2021, right? And we have been so conditioned to become impatient. And I mean that when I say 
we go online, especially Amazon, we go online and we order things. And if it's not here in two days, think about how antsy you get. Or if it says it's going to be five days, we get really antsy. So I've started to realize that people are impatient. And with that impatience, it's like, you know, short on time. You know, we're all busy. We just don't have the time to just really sit down or we don't really make the time also to sit down and just really focus on a lot of things. Right. And so um, when I start building websites, I try to keep that in mind. People are impatient. People are busy. So I want to design websites that will tell them exactly what they need to know as and and in as short as amount of time as it will take them, right? I don't want them to have to sit there and read five paragraphs. I want them to get the information, decide whether they're going to work with you and book with you. So when I first started designing websites, that was my thought process is, you know, small snippets of text, uh, straight and straight to the point uh, instruction. And so when I decided to do that, that's how I was, I was like, that's how I'm going to design. Um, I remember meeting people and they're like, oh, no, you need all these words on your website. And I was like, no, you don't. You need intentional words on your website. And so with that, I was just designing websites. And then I found the story brand. And then I started reading and I was like, oh, my God, this is what I've been doing. And story brand just helped me connect it a little bit better and be more intentional with the copy that I requested from my clients. And I'm like, when you create, when you send me copy, I need to have this exactly. So I've always, I've always designed websites and I'll send them to my clients and it will say, you know, put a catchy header here. And they're like, what is a catchy header? They had no idea what I was talking about. I knew what I was talking about, but they didn't know. So after I read the story brand, I realized I need to be intentional with what I tell them. So instead of saying a catchy heading here, I'll tell them, give me the copy that says, uh, exactly what it is that the customer wants, because that's what Donna Miller says. Like, what is it that the customer wants? That should be your heading. So if for me, uh, my customer wants a website that books. So that's what my heading is going to be instead of, you know, like, hey, come work with me. I'm this awesome brand, you know, web designer. Like, no, it needs to be very intentional, straight to the point. So that way people can understand it, but not take them two hours to do it. Yes. Oh, I love this, Octavia, because so many times that I've worked on my website or that I've seen my students, they hire a designer and it's definitely more the aesthetic side, right? It's not necessarily diving into the user experience and the content. So this is so interesting to me. You just do it all. It's so interesting to me. And it's so helpful to your client because we do not know this stuff. (laughs) So we need people like you to help us and to teach us. So tell me, so it definitely sounds like StoryBrand was totally aligned with what you had already been going on. So tell me, why did you decide to use the StoryBrand framework and how does the framework work? Let's dive into that a little bit. Okay, so I decided to use it because, like I said, I have always been a component of uh, it's not about you, it's about them. You're supposed to make this about your client. And in doing so, you have to make them the hero is what Donald Miller calls them. They have to be the hero of the story. They will, you know, meet an obstacle, they'll overcome it. And boom, they, you know, they feel success. You know, I rescued the lady at the end of the movie. Right. And so that's how I kind of look at it. And that's how Donna Miller does it. And so for me, it was, it was, it was just a natural connection that, Hey, that I can do this this way and help better serve my clients. That way they can help better serve their audience. And so the way Donna Miller does it, he does it in these seven steps, um, you know, about defining your client, uh, call to actions, um, you know, three-step process. Everything is just short and simple. It's not, you know, 500 words. 
It's not, you know, a lot of pretty graphics, like you're going to have intentional graphics, but you want to really focus on the context that they're getting, like making sure that it is intentional and it's straight to the point. Yes. And I think a common misconception, at least when I read StoryBrand or when I was introduced to StoryBrand, the thing that jumped out to me was the whole concept of the hero and the guide. I think a lot of us want to be the hero of our business. Can you explain that a little bit and dive into the difference between those and how you position it? Okay. So the hero in in any business and definitely in your story is the, is the consumer. Okay. You, as the person that's providing the service, you're the guide. You are helping them understand why they should, one, work with you and how you are going to bring them success. Right. So you're the guide, but they have to understand their pain points, like what bothers them or why they feel like they haven't been successful in whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. You have to give them the steps that they need to work with you. You have to make them the hero of the story. Like, and then you also have to make sure that you're telling them, like, well, if you don't work with me, Um, You know, like these things will happen. These, you know, you won't get your website done in a certain amount of time. Like, so for me, for instance, I'm going to use myself. When someone comes to me, um, usually their pain points are, uh, I don't have time or I don't know how, or I just don't want to. Those are typically the things that I run into. I have a lot of clients. Most of it is time. They would rather be doing whatever it is that they're doing in their business to make it thrive than to work on this website. So I make it all about them. Like, what is it that makes your heart sing? I know it makes my heart sing. You know, these pretty, you know, simple aesthetics makes my heart sing. But for my clients, that may not be what makes their heart sing. Usually it's getting money or getting more clients or, you know, being booked and busy. That's the whole new uh, buzzword. So for me, I have to make sure that I make everything about them. You know, uh, we, we, a lot of times we, we want to make it about us like, oh, well, I want these things for, you know, my clients, but what is it that they want? What is it that they need to succeed? And so whatever it is that they need to succeed is what me as a guide am going to give them. Like It's just like when you go on a tour, yeah. someone guides you through how to successfully uh, go through this tour. If I'm going, I just recently went to the Van Gogh experience. It was self-guided, but it was still enough guidance to help me get the best experience out of this. So think of yourself as that, like my job as their guide is to help them have the best experience when they book me. Yes, guys, I want you to rewind everything that Octavia just (laughs) said, because this is going to make so much of a difference in your business, in your website, and in your business in general. This mindset shift, the hero and the guide, changed everything for my business. And you put it so nicely, Octavia. Thank you for your transparency and for your your wisdom here. It's so, so incredible to listen to. So, okay. So how do you use, so a lot of our audience on the podcast are creatives, right? So I came from the wedding industry. A lot of our listeners are from the wedding industry. So how specifically do you use story brand for creatives? Are a lot of your clients the same? Are they more creative entrepreneurs or do you get kind of a mix of industries? Uh, most of my clients are actually creative entrepreneurs. Most of them are actually photographers and more, which is even more funny. Most of them are actually wedding photographers. Uh, I ha- actually have a new client that is a doula, but generally speaking, most of my clients are wedding photographers. Uh, one of my recent clients, Michelle Harris, she's a wedding photographer. She's based out in Fredericksburg. And we're right now, we're working on her website. They make it a little bit more story burn friendly. I've designed it. It's super pretty. But now I want to make sure that the context, the words, the copy makes that makes her potential bride the hero like you're going to have all these great things if you choose me 
So as a creative, when you're designing your website, you want to make your, like say, let's go with wedding photographer, right? You want to make the bride or the groom or, you know, the person, the hero of the story, whatever it is that they want, whether it's timeless memories or they just, they want a pretty album, you know, a pretty wall art, make that, uh, make it about them. Um, You know, especially like, I'm going to use an example. This is a huge one for me. When we, as creators, we design our websites, you know, you get to the about page and you want to talk about your lattes and your kids. Um, Honestly, your brides or your grooms, they don't want to know that. Like they can get that from your Insta stories, right? They don't care how many lattes it takes you to get through the day. They want to know if you can serve them, if you can bring all of their dreams and make them into a reality. That's what they want to know. So instead on your about page, you know, talking about your lattes and your dogs and your kids, talk about how you're going to make sure that, you know, their kids have something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we want to make this about them. Your whole website should be about them. Yes. You know, you're going to talk about yourself. You're like, Hey, I'm Octavia. I'm the brand designer, but you're still going to tie it into how you make their life better. So yes. when you're looking at your website as a creative, you're, and you know, say if you're a wedding photographer and you're a, you have this couple here and they want to get married. How do you make their day better? Like, cause they can get anyone to take their pictures, but how do you, how do you make their life better? How do them choosing to work with your photography business, make their experience and their life better? So if you look at your website and you think about that, then you will see, oh, I guarantee you, most of you guys will look at your website and like, oh, this is all about me. Or I have a passion for this. And I, you know, I like to do this and I, I, I No, you should be talking about them. Like, yes, clearly you have a passion for wedding photography if you're doing it, generally speaking. Right. But you want to make sure that you're honing in on their pain points. Usually it's, you know, they're busy or they're not sure that someone's going to be able to really capture their memories. Or, you know, for me, um, I don't have my mom is gone. So I am very, very intentional with photography. And so if you know that that's me, I want you to let me know that my memories are going to last a lifetime. So how do you tell me that in your website? How do you let me know that? I guarantee it's not about talking about your lattes. Your lattes does not help me preserve my memories so that my kids can have something to look back on. Yeah, I love that. That's so powerful to think about, Octavia, in your branding and as you're developing this. So tell me, how do you develop the, how do you know what's going to be important to your clients? Is it something that you literally just ask them? Do you do surveys? Do you dive into feedback? I'm always so curious about this because for so long when I was developing this, I would guess, right? And then one day I was like, why don't I just ask them (laughs) what their problem is, what they need? So is it a little bit of both? Like if you're starting from scratch, where would you start here? If I was starting from scratch, we have this awesome tool called Instagram, right? And on Instagram, you know, you have the stories and that's where a lot of people have been most interactive. I would start there. I would start there. I would, you know, create an Insta story and I would just ask like, hey, you know, what was the best part about your wedding day? Or what was some of the things you were worried about when you got married? I would ask the questions that I really wanted to know. And that's how you'll get that information. It's just asking, like you said, just asking whether, and like I said, I... I'm a big component of Insta stories. That is where you're going to get a lot of things from. And a lot of times you have an industry people uh, that are following you and they will even respond because guess what? A lot of them probably have been married or want to get married. And so they have answers too. So don't, you know, don't negate that. Oh, well, it's just other photographers who follow me. They have answers too. And then they may also just answer with what they've gotten from their clients as well. And you could also do um, same thing. You can do a, a poll 
on on Facebook. Same same concept. You know, they have the way you can do like yes or no. You just ask people this or that. You know, just think of creative ways to do that. But generally speaking, I tell people if you're starting from scratch and you don't know, just ask. Um, join some bride groups. Uh, Facebook has tons of groups. You know, brides for you know 2021 brides. I guarantee you, there's somebody has made a Facebook group for people that are going to get married in 2022. And just join those groups and listen in and just watch what they're doing. Or when you're on Facebook, just be mindful of people that are getting married. Um, also, if you uh, if you back market and back target, when I say that, I mean, if you type in a hashtag, uh, like newly engaged, try, try it. Go on Instagram, type in newly engaged and see how many people just got engaged in the last 48 hours. Slide into their DMs. Hey, girl, you know, congratulations. Oh, my God, he is handsome. Um, you know, and start a conversation like, you know, I, I am it. so here for it. Uh, you know, just start a conversation with them. And whether they pick you or not, you can probably get some really good information. Like, how's wedding planning going? And they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't find this or this, that, you know, whatever it is that they can't find. Or, you know, um, if you type it, if you, and if you follow that person right through their marriage or through their journey to getting married, whether they choose you or not. After the wedding, like, oh, my God, these pictures are awesome. I wish I was there. And when you're telling them this and they, if they had a bad experience, you, you can they'll tell you. And even if it's unsolicited, I guarantee you, they're like, oh, my God, my photographer missed this, that and a third. That's market research. I mean, it's you know, it's just all about interacting with people. That's the only way you're going to get to know what their pain points off is interacting with them, finding ways to get to that person, who your ideal client is. You have to find them, get to them and interact. It's all about interactions. Do you ever wish you had a place to turn to when you needed an email template, a guide, or just a little bit of help to boost your wedding business? Well, my friend, you're in luck. I put together a page with all of my freebies to help boost your wedding business. Here, you'll find all of my best resources that you can download for free to help build that business of yours. Grab them all and save them in a folder on your desktop for the next time you need a reference. Head to lindsayjwilliams.com slash freebies to go grab them. Yeah, I love this. That's what I call getting scrappy, guys. I love those tips. I love it. Um, And there's something else I wanted to ask you too. So as I develop my website for my business, so a little bit of background. I had a wedding stationery company. That website is rocking and rolling, story brand ready. So I'm okay with that one. I'm developing a new website for this coaching, the podcast. And I'm seeing, Octavia, that the problem of my customer or my ICA, ideal customer avatar, we call them, has changed a lot after this pandemic. And I think a lot of us speaking to couples getting married, we have the same challenge, right? Like the mindset of a couple getting married now after the pandemic is very different from 2019. So my question is, do we develop this framework based on where they're at right now? Or do we keep it a little bit more general in something that's going to live on a little bit longer? Because if I was going to talk to wedding pros right now, you know, helping coach wedding pros right now, the challenges we have are so different coming out of this crazy 2020 postponement, cancellations, everything just feels like such a mess. So what's your take on that? Um, So for me, I'm all about adaptation. 
uh, I think you have to meet people where they are, not where they were. Because, and that's just with anything, right? Anything that you do in business, you have to kind of keep up with the times and just kind of stay in the know to what the bride today is struggling with, what the couple today is struggling with. But, you know, they're, like you said, it's completely different than it was. Uh, 20, um, 2020, 2019, it's completely different now. So the best way to do that is just to change your avatar, uh, change your, change your, one, changing your avatar and to change your framework. And you not, you might not have to do a complete overhaul, but you can kind of adjust things because they're, 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 it's different now. So your ideal client now might, um, they might be having difficulty finding, um, what do you call those things? Finding the venue. Um, they might have difficulty finding a caterer because everything has been shifted and the way things go and it might shift again, right? We don't know. And that's a part of being an entrepreneur and it's being flexible because things will be constantly changing, especially in the creative space. It's constantly changing. New things are constantly coming out. So you just have to be open to adapting your business and especially your framework and your ideal client to where we are now. And, you know, at some time, some point, hopefully in the near future, we might be able to go back to the way we were marketing or uh, trying to reach out to our clients, but we definitely want to meet them where they are because otherwise you might get left behind as an entrepreneur and as a business. If you stay stuck, you know, you don't want to become stagnant. You definitely want to continue to grow. And that just makes also for a better client experience. The fact that you have grown, if we just keep doing it the way we have been doing it and that's not where people are, you're going to find yourself stuck or not progressing as an entrepreneur because you're just in one place. You know, that's just like, you know, babies, right? When you have a baby and you're trying to teach them how to crawl well, and you put a bottle on the other end of the room, if they stay there, they're never going to get the bottle. They're going to cry. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be fussy. But if they take a few steps and just, even if it's an army crawl, you know, to get to that bottle, oh my God, they have a full belly. They're happy. Life (laughs) is great. So you have to think about it like that with your business. Like, yes, you know, going to that bottle is difficult. It might be an adjustment. But guess what? You will be so much happier when you get there versus standing still and being stuck and fussy. hundred percent. And I love that analogy because our little guys, he's like at that stage wobbling, holding onto the furniture. So when you tell that story, I could totally relate to it. And I agree a thousand percent with everything you just said. I think there's something about websites, right? We're like, we're so hesitant to adapt and change them. Like somebody could have a website and they, they don't update it for three years. Right. And I don't know if that's because the technical side updating the back end can be a little bit scary. I don't know if that's time. I don't know what, what the issue is with that. But I think if you guys have not taken a look at your website, your content, your, if you're not thinking about the story brand framework, you absolutely need to, because I don't think there's any wedding pro that are speaking to their couples the same way they were in 2019 that they are right now. The industry has just changed so much. The needs of our clients have changed so much. So I love that you said that. Yes, it's definitely changed. And a lot of times it is, like you said, it is, you know, not wanting to change. They don't have time. A lot. Uh, most of the time though, I find that it's either time or back end. Most people don't know how to use their own websites, which is, you know, it's a thing. If it's not in your wheelhouse, hey, I'm all about outsourcing. That's where I come in and make your life better <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a web designer. So I'm always telling people to outsource. And a lot of times it's just they don't have the time. It's always, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow turns into next week, next month or next year. And before you know it, the weddings that are on your website, are, the, the images are old. And yeah. so I think it's just a combination of things. Um, I know people that they haven't changed their website. They're like, oh, it's working. So, you know, if, it, if it's not broken, don't fix it. 
And I'm like, but it could be working better. Like, yes, it is working for you. You are making, you know, six figures, but you could be making seven figures. Just think mm-hmm. what that would look like. You know, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have no desire to be a thousand there. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to be a hundred thousand there, like several <laughs> hundred thousand there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Amen to that. I love it. So I know that we're focusing on how to use this framework for our website, but it sounds like once we have this figured out, once we have our messaging and our positioning figured out, it sounds like it's something we can use three throughout our whole brand's messaging, whether it be social media or emails. Would you agree that this is something that can adapt to other areas of our business? Oh my God, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, 10 more times. Uh, Donna Miller also has a follow-up book called um, Marketing Made Simple. And it dives into that, like how to use the things you've done for your website to market in a different way, to market, to reach out to people. It's all, yeah, it's all there. I promise you. When you're, especially when you're using emails, like the nurture sequence for your emails, I don't know if everybody's familiar with that, but you know, it's just the way that you interact with people. Uh, you, You take everything that you've gathered from making your story brand to do that. Yeah. So this is something that can adapt. And I didn't realize that he had that book, Marketing Made Simple. So I'm going to order that. Like as soon as we're off this call, I love, love story brand. So I know I'll love that one too. So let's just recap the seven steps. I just am so intrigued by this. Okay. Awesome. So the first step is defining the main character in your brand story. So that's the hero. That's your client. Just figuring out who they are, what it is that they want, what it is that they need. So that is always, that's the first step, right? And um, excuse me, I have all this written down because I get so excited that I will like skip off over face. People think that it's crazy. They're like, you still write this stuff down? Yes, because I get so excited. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so the second part is defining their problem. That's when you're talking about their pain points. Like, you know, what it is that uh, they find that they struggle with. Um, whether it's, you know, like I said, with the photography, um, you know, not being able to find someone that can capture their day, you know, they struggle with wall art. You know, some people are really big into uh, in-self, in, in-person sales or, you know, albums, you know, so you want to make sure you find out what it is that they need to make their life better. So typically, you know, that's like a three-tier type thing, you know, their external problem, their internal problem, their philosophical problem. Um, and I can kind of go into detail. You do you mind if I just give a quick snippet about what those are? Of course. I was just okay, going awesome. because I'm like on the edge of my seat. I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the external problem is just what is your client's problem, right? Like just the external problem, which is, oh, I need a wedding photographer. Uh, that's their external. Their internal problem is you want to find out how you how it's making them feel. That's their internal. You know, that's how I'm feeling. Like, how does that make them feel? It may make them feel like they're not looking hard enough. It may make, make them feel um, inadequate, like they're, something is wrong. But whatever it is that they feel, that's their internal problem. And their philosophical problem is just what is wrong? What is unjust? Like the And it's just like it sounds, the philosophical, like the overarching problem, right? So that's how you kind of look at that. And you want to make sure you address all three of those problems. You can address, you know, two in one area, two in the other. Maybe they don't have a philosophical problem, but you just want to make sure that you are at least looking at their internal, their external and their philosophical problems. Donna Miller will tell you, he will have you writing all this stuff down. And the first time I did it, I cried. I promise you, because I was like, I, I cried for two reasons. At first, I felt frustrated. Like I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't connect. But then I started to like, and I said, I said, I can sit down and I can do this. And if you sit down and you take five to 10 minutes, just really deep dive into, you know, what their problems are and how they're feeling. Think about how you felt if you're married, how you felt. And that'll also help you a lot just to figure out what these things are that are 
um, you know, hurting or making your ideal client feel un- feel unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. So interesting, Octavia. This is gold, guys. Thank you so much for diving deep into this because yes. so many things can just be on the surface level, right? Name their problem, but you're really like getting into it and yes. helping us through this. So thank you. I yes. love it. Yes, you definitely have to get into it. And so then the third one is position yourself as the guy. How are you the authority on making their life better? So I am the authority of web design because I freaking kick butt at it. Okay. That's just it. I, I, I kick butt at it because I will give you the whole brand. Um, you will get the pictures you will get. I'll help you with copy. Uh, I can actually help you look at your brand elements. So that's how I am the authority in helping you build a website that will attract your ideal client and that will turn your cl- your clickers into clients. That's how I position myself as the authority because I am the whole brand package. I'm not just going to give you a pretty logo. I'm not just going to take your pictures. I'm not just going to build, you know, this cute little website. I'm going to be intentional with all of your brand visuals. So that's how I make myself the authority. So think about what it is that you do that you're unique at, that you bring to the table as their wedding photographer. Okay. So definitely position yourself as the, um, as the guy. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Number four woo, 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 is uh, <laughs> We're so much fun, Octavia. Uh, I feel like I need like a drink. I know. And- <laughs> loving this. I know, right? <laughs> um, the fourth step is definitely giving them a path to success, right? So, and I say right all the time. That's my word, guys. Um, is giving them a path to success. How is it that they can work with you? The path to success is basically the process, right? How I typically tell people to do a three step process because. The way the human brain works, it's usually like three steps or five steps. Think about things when you see them. It's one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, five. You know, it says um, three quick steps to this or five quick steps to that or 10. Sometimes you'll see 10, and that's usually a much longer type process. But you want to give them a three-step plan to work with you. So inquire. uh, So The first step will be like inquire, shoot, uh, spirit fingers, because now you have your album, right? That's the quick way to do something quick and dirty. Um, or you like for me, it's inquire, design and celebrate because mm-hmm. you're going to celebrate because you're launched. So just think of the three, the three important steps to work with you. You know, you don't want to bog them down with too many steps because it, it becomes confusing. And they're like, this is too much. I'm just going to find something else. Right. And because that goes back to being intentional when you give them too much information, uh, it can be an information overload and then they'll just click off and they'll go work with someone else. Number five, call to action. Oh my God, this is my bay. Okay. Call to actions are everything for me. People, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I go on some web, someone's website and there will be no call to actions or there will be one. And I'm like, so exactly how is it that you think they're going to book you? You want to make sure you're constantly touching them. No matter, no matter how long or short your page is, you want to make sure that they don't have to keep scrolling or go back to another page to hit the contact button. So of course with me, I'm always telling people, you know, you want one above the fold. That just means before they scroll. So you remember when we used to read newspapers before, you know, the fold in the middle. So on your website, that's before you scroll. There should be two calls to actions before they scroll. There should be one in the top corner. There should be one on the actual hero image. If you don't have, if you don't have those two call to actions right there, when they first get on your website, I really want you to get on your computer and go on the back end and add those two buttons there. And when you're making these call to action buttons, you want to make sure that they are intentional. You don't want to say something cute like, Oh, learn more. I'm Donna Miller is really big on about using direct call to actions. And as you read the book, you'll find that you want to say book now schedule consult. If you don't want to just be passive period, you want to be very direct. You want to say book now. And I don't think that people book weddings right now. I think it would be scheduled consult. 
But if that's your thing, if you let people book weddings, then go right ahead. But you just want to make sure that the call to action, that they are numerous and they are intentional. But you also want to make sure that they're simple. You don't want to tell them to do something and they're like, what does this mean? Right. Uh, A lot of times it'll say, um, you know, start your journey. What journey? That And also Google doesn't like start your journey. Book your consultation. Schedule your consultation. Uh, You know, pick out your date. Whatever it is that you want them to just make sure that it is intentional and that you have lots of them. That is always his thing. Okay. Um, number six is like I talked about earlier, sharing your um, sharing the consequences. Like what will happen if they don't book with you? So what will happen if as a wedding photographer, they might not get good images? Is the other photographer trustworthy? Like you should know that when you book me, you are going to get uh, they're going to come to you in a timely manner. They're going to be good quality. So whatever consequences that your hero, that the hero, your ideal client would suffer from not choosing you, you want to make sure you touch on those. Like, don't make them feel guilty. Don't make them feel bad. Just say, Hey, you know, like don't miss out, you know, on, don't miss out on being able to have, you know, a tangible product mm-hmm. uh, or have, you know, the, the uh, uh, wall art, right. You want to make sure that you are really touching on what will happen if they choose not to work with you. So if you choose not to work with me as your web designer, um, you may not be found on Google. Your SEO might not work. Your your website might move slow because I have all the tools necessary to make sure that your website um, is efficient and it get it does what it's supposed to do. But if you don't work with me, you may not get those things or, you know, uh, it'll take you too much time or you just won't have a website because you're busy. You're a busy mom. You know, like chasing behind a 10 month old is no joke. OK, <laughs> I remember those days and I like literally take my hat off to people that are, you know, in that phase of life. But you don't want to miss out on whatever it is that you're doing because you're worried about this. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you are really letting them know, like, hey, if you don't work with me, you know, these things might happen and I'd hate that happen to you. But um, if you choose me, life will be great. Um, you know, type thing. And the seventh part of it is super simple. Um, it's just sharing the benefits. Like I was just, you know, touching on at the end of the last part, you want to touch on the benefit. What are the benefits of working with you? Um, you have more time for me. You have more time with your family. You have more time to work on your business. You have more time to be in front of your ideal client, like visually in front of our ideal client, not behind some laptop trying to figure out, oh my gosh, how do I make these words bigger? Or how do I get this picture to, you know, load faster? Or how do I put this video on my website? Don't take too much time worried about that. Call me. I will do it for you. That's how that works. So those are the benefits that you get from working with me. So what are the benefits as their wedding photographer or as the person that serves them? What are the benefits they will see? The direct benefits, even the long-term benefits. You want to make sure you touch on those as well. Like how will they benefit from working with you? What are the positive results that they'll get from working with you? Make sure you touch on those. And guess what? I guarantee you, it will completely elevate your client uh, experience and making sure that you actually are touching the ideal client that you want to work with. Just do those seven things, like stop what you're doing, go get your laptop out, go ahead and pull up your website. If you're not on show it, I would you know, strongly recommend that you move that way. But if you are somewhere else, you know, use what's in your means to make sure that you are at least doing these things on your website. I guarantee you it will put you in front of more people that you actually want to work with. This was just amazing. I don't know if you heard me scribbling away. I took so many notes. <laughs> this is gold, gold, gold. I love that you talked about specifically number six, the consequences. I think that's something that a lot of us shy away from 
it may be something we just don't think to talk about, or maybe we don't want to, like you said, make them feel guilty. But I think in both of our businesses in like being a wedding pro and also being a web designer, our clients don't know the consequences sometimes, right? Like I don't know that my website's going to be horrible at SEO because I DIY'd it. So by you telling us that, it's so valuable um, because it's telling us things that we may not even have realized. Same thing with like wedding planning, right? So your couples may not have ever planned a wedding before and they might not know what they don't know. So that was something that really stuck out to me. I loved that one. Yes. And they don't know and we don't know. And so that's the only way to actually, you know, get these things across. You have to be intentional. That conversation has to be there. Um, You know, reaching out to people as well. Reach out to other entrepreneurs. Like a lot of people really, really don't understand that. Like that's how I met you was, you know, in, you know, in this community over competition, like being a community champion, Um, reaching out to other entrepreneurs, finding out like, hey, you know, what, 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 what are you having? What are you seeing? That'll help you too. I promise you. And if you find the right group of people, they will completely help elevate your client experience. I promise you, like, I I can't speak enough about having people in your corner that are cheering you on with or without, you know, the uh, bangs and whistles of life. Yes. I love this so much. Octavia and I met guys in Natalie Frank's launch team, um, Built to Belong. Her book's coming out. It yes. will be out by the time this airs. Um, and it's been a pleasure to be in that group and to meet people like Octavia. And I just, like Octavia said, I can't recommend it enough. Finding a community of like-minded entrepreneurs to not only support you, cheer you on, learn from each other. Like This is just a prime example. Octavia is dropping so much gold here. And I'm learning so much. And I know you guys are too. So thank you, Octavia. This is just invaluable. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I love Natalie. She uh, flew me out to be in her, you know, to be do the promo video for her book. It's so awesome. I've read it. I'm on my third time reading this book. Uh, It just really gives me a sense of community. That's why I know that, you know, together we can all help each other elevate our businesses and our brands to a whole different level. We just got to cheer each other on and help each other. Like talk to people. I mean, even like I said, with this book, I I have talked to other people about it and it is awesome. Like being able to talk to other people about, you know, Hey, you know, run things past them. Um, Hey, if you were a, um, if you were a bride, if you were looking for to get married, how, how would you feel? Like actually talk to people, get out and listen, get out and talk to people. Go to expos. I don't know if you guys do. I guess that's still a thing um, right now. But, you know, those bride expos, like I would literally just go and walk around and start asking brides questions. I don't know if that's a thing, if you can do that or not, but I definitely would. Yeah, I would be. I would listen. I would partner with a local um, bride shop and ask questions as well. I am all about getting out and reaching people like it's all about touching people. And like I said, once you get to uh, when you read the next book, Marketing Made Simple, you'll see what I mean about how many times you touch them and how you touch them. I promise you it will bring everything full circle, especially after reading Story Brand. Oh, I can't wait to dive in. This was just such a treat chatting with you, Octavia. I'm just so grateful that you shared so much with us. You dove into the whole framework. I'm so grateful. And I know that working with you would just be invaluable. So can you tell our audience how to work with you, where to find you online? And what are the next steps if we need some help with our website? Awesome. Yes. Um, so if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Octavia Elise Designs. Um, my middle name is actually E-L-E-A-S-E and not E-L-I-S-E. 
Um, but we're not going to get into how that got misspelled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me at Octavia Lee Designs on, like I said, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, you can also find me um, on my website, OctaviaLeaseDesigns.com. I am actually about to start up a Facebook group that I'm really excited about. It's going to be called Boost Your Brand with Octavia Lease. It's a community for the evolving entrepreneur. And so it goes back to what you were saying about, you know, like staying stagnant and moving forward. Like I'm going to be dropping so many gems and tips on just how to constantly elevate your business. So I'm super excited about the group. Um, I really, I hope that it takes off the way I want it to. And I just really want to make sure that people are getting the brands they need and making the money that, you know, I mean, pays their bills, um, mind the business that pays them um, <laughs> and all that great jazz. But I definitely, uh, I have a passion for, I just love when I see people get the aha moment. One of my success stories, um, Kay Hillman, I don't know if you know, you probably don't know her, but she is so awesome. And it's funny. I was like, I could help her you know, make $15,000 a month, but I couldn't do it myself. Like, like, but, that, but it brings me joy that yes. I could help her. Right. And yes. then after a while, she was like, why don't you just apply the stuff you taught me to yourself? And I was like, uh, duh. And so <laughs> I did that. And then it completely changed my life. But I literally, you know, so that she's always my, I tell people she is awesome. Like I've seen her blossom. Um, she wrote this book one time called Milk the Cow. It was just yeah. awesome, but it was just nice to see her, you know, elevate. I'm actually going to start working on her new website as well. So yeah, you can definitely find me out somewhere. Like I said, I am trying to be as present as possible. So yeah. Yeah, that will be mm -hmm. phenomenal, Octavia. I'm so excited for your group, guys, Boost Your Brand. And I a thousand percent agree, Octavia. When we see our students blossom and flourish, it's so rewarding, right? It's so much fun to see just businesses making it happen. I love it. So when is your group, Boost Your Brand? And I'm going to link all of this stuff in the show notes, guys. So you will have access to everything. But I'm super excited about this Facebook group. I can't wait to join. When will that be up and running? It will be up and running on Monday. Actually, oh. I've, I've scheduled all the posts because I'm actually going to be at WPPI next week. So I've scheduled all the posts. So everything will drop next week. And of course, I'll be interacting. Um, but definitely it will drop on Monday. I'm super excited. I'm super nervous, though. You know how it is when you're doing something new. And it's like, oh, my God, because I tried to do it uh, probably like a year ago. And like life just kind of happened, you know, with everything that was going on. Um, my great grandmother had passed away. And so I kind of took a step back. She's 105, so she lived a really long time. Yeah, and um, she actually is the one that gives me the strength to, like, keep doing this. Like, you know, and I remember she always say, I said, Grandma, how do you live to be so long? She was like, I mind my own business. And I was like, <laughs> exactly. But I took that as, you know, like, I need to mind my business business. Like, I need to mind my brand. And so that's how she lived to be 105. So I definitely want to make sure I bring that aspect to the group. So, yep, Monday it will be launching. Um, I'm excited. You'll get to see my pretty face or not so pretty face, depending on what time it is in Vegas. <laughs> I am going to go live in the group first thing and then all the other things will just kind of be posted and scheduled. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about this. I'm so, oh. so happy. I am so excited for you, Activa. Congratulations on launching your group. Thank I you. love that advice from your great grandmother. Mind your business. I love it. You're gonna write a book someday with that title, I think. I'm yes. I'm oh my god. Now <laughs> I love it. Always telling me that people are like, yeah. you should still write a book, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't think there's enough paper in the world for me to write a book. But yeah, I totally. That's are phenomenal. I'll be the first to pre-order that book. I I oh, just. Yes. 
love chatting with you. I could chat all day. Thank you Thank so you. much for this. By this, the time it goes live, Octavia's group will be rocking and rolling Booster Brand on Facebook. I will also, of course, link to her website, all her social pages. Octavia, I cannot wait to join on Monday. I'm going to post it. I have a Facebook group too, so I'll post it in my group too, because I yes. know that all the members of our group are just going to jump on it and um, yes. appreciate the opportunity to learn from you. So thank you again. This was so much fun. Thank you. I had so much fun. I am always down to talk. You could, I could talk for hours if you let me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, definitely. I see another episode in our future. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. I definitely will come back on. I'd love to. Oh, thank you, Octavia. There you have it. We just finished another episode of the Build That Business podcast. For a recap of the show, head on over to lindsayjwilliams.com slash show notes. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded creative entrepreneurs, join us inside our private Facebook group at lindsayjwilliams.com slash group. I can't wait to see you there. Oh, and P.S. If you love this episode and never want to miss an opportunity to be challenged and inspired, click subscribe now. Keep on building that business, girl friends.